welcome to episode two, season two of the Dave Witty Show. I'm your host, Dave Witty. Folks, thanks for joining me again. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Lamb's Rum. Lamb's, one of the top choices for Newfoundlanders who love the authentic smooth taste. Enjoy Lamb's Palm Breeze today with a splash of Coke and Lime Wedge. Or for something different, try Lamb's Spiced on its own over a few cubes of ice. Lamb's is the best choice for hardworking Newfoundlanders. And at a great price, find Lamb's Rum at all of your local NLCs. From March 10th to March 16th, save $4 on 1750 milliliters, um, Lamb's Palm Breeze, and of course, Lamb's Spiced. Uh, right on, guys. Here we are. We're back again. Episode 2. Want to say a big shout out and a big thank you to Mr. Andrew Rogers for joining me on Episode 1. Uh, it was a real treat to get Andrew on and have a chat with him. Um, you know, awesome dude, awesome musician. Uh, make sure you do check out Andrew's live feeds that he do every Tuesday night from right from his Facebook page. Uh, you can find that Andrew Rogers music, or you can check out his band Fair Gale, of course. They're awesome and working on a new record. Um, got another great episode coming up. Uh, got Mr. Rowan Sherlock on this week, guys. Um, awesome violinist from... Um, from Ireland, he's been living here the last few years. Plays around a bunch of bands. Uh, has a pretty busy schedule coming up for St. Patrick's Day, I'm sure. So definitely have a little bit of a chat about that and, and catch up with what's going on with him and see how he kind of made his way over here. Got a great story. So uh, make sure you do stick around that for that interview with Rowan. Um, you know, definitely wanted to mention you know some of the things that are going on in the world and you know what's going on and, and some of the sports stuff and. And, uh, you know, everything else is going on with, with myself musically, but I it definitely felt the need that I, I wanted to, to address, you know, kind of what's going on in, in Russia and Ukraine. I'm not going to pretend like I'm, I'm a political expert by any means, you know, but I've been watching it closely and kind of seeing what's going on. And it's, you know, it's just absolutely heartbreaking what's going on. Um, you know, it seems so unnecessary and, and, and wrong. And it's, uh, it's really, really sad to see. And it's, you know, it's just horrible. So I, you know, I definitely felt the need. I wanted to mention it and I, you know, I definitely have some friends, um, you know, who have ties with Ukraine and there's a ton of Ukrainian people who, who are live in Canada and, 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 um, you know, who are feeling this right now. So I just wanted to kind of mention that and say that my heart is with you. And, uh, you know, I hope this is resolved uh, very, very, very fast because it's, you know, just seems so unnecessary. Um, as I mentioned, guys, I do have Mr. Rowan Sherlock on, Ro- Rowan Sherlock on, sorry. And, um, you know, he's got a busy Patty's Day schedule and Patty's Day is definitely coming up here in Newfoundland. It's, it's a wild time. I, you know, it's actually my first, my first Patty's Day or my, maybe my second Patty's Day in about 11 years or so. I'm normally in Mexico performing. And, um, but I, you know, it's always a wild time here. It's a full week long. It's always something you miss when you're away, which is funny, but it's, uh, it's coming up fast here, you know, with the restrictions dropping here, March 14th, looking like it's going to shape up to be pretty wild St. Patrick's day, downtown St. John. So, uh, you know, really looking forward to that. I definitely got a few gigs. You can catch me with, uh, with my buddy, Mark Manning of rum ragged. We're doing some gigs at Kelly's pub. Uh, we'll be there most nights around the St. Patrick's day kind of week thing. Um, kind of cluing up the end of the nights, you know, so if you're around and looking for a, for a pint and a few tunes, drop into Kelly's by all means. Um, also planning a big band show sometime middle of March or sorry, middle of April, um, middle of April. Yeah. So, uh, just kind of trying to iron out the kinks on that one, but you know, I'm going to announce that show pretty soon here, uh, hopefully. So, uh, keep that in mind. I'll definitely have that posted on all of my social media. Um, what else is going on? Um, Oh, yes. I just want to mention the, uh, you know, the Growlers are back this weekend, uh, back in Newfoundland, which is great to see back at home. And we actually have some fans in the stands. So that's going to be great to see allowing fans in the in the arena, which is really, really great to see. Um, I think they're I think it's up to 50 percent now. So, I mean, that's that's really promising. Uh, The Growlers are in town Friday, Saturday and Sunday against the Adnorak Thunder Friday, seven, uh, eight, uh, Saturday at seven and Sunday at two o'clock so if you're around get down and check out the growlers be nice to be able to uh to see uh see a game with some with some fans in the stands that's great to see um definitely watching some leafs guys i mean really psyched on the on the kyle kyle dubas move to to get rid of uh of nick ritchie and, and had to get over that young defenseman labushkin uh meet you know freed up some cap space got a kind of a bottom seven bottom six sorry um defenseman so that's great to see uh that 10-7 game the other night was wild managed to watch that on saturday night and was just 
you know, no, I don't think anybody was expecting 17 goals, but, uh, you know, they pulled it out, kind of showed some vulnerabilities in, in the goaltending, which is, is a little little scary, but uh, hopefully uh, both goalies can kind of figure it out. You know, since Saturday, Mrazic's had a couple of big starts, so, I mean, that's great to see. Um, hopefully they can get that back and uh, get that back on, you know, back it on the trails, or on the rails, sorry. Um, the Major League Baseball lockout is happening uh looks like the season is already postponed so that's that's horrible to see jay's got a great young team and are in a great position to make a deep run so um hopefully they can get that resolved because i, I you know we'd love to have baseball back this season and see what the jays can do because they got a really great team um caught son of a critch this week i mean i've been watching it every week and, and we've been watching it here at home and and absolutely love the show um the episode uh this week was absolutely awesome. I mean, they touched on the, on the Mount Cashel thing. And I mean, it's, it's a dark time in, in Newfoundland history. And I think that, uh, you know, the, the production team and, and Mark Rich and the writing and all that stuff that he really knocked it out of the park and, and did that one. So, so proper. I mean, they, they really nailed it. And, um, it was a great, you know, it's not something that most people would probably want to try to tackle. So, you know, hats off to Son of a Critch. Uh, great program. If you haven't seen it, they just got announced for a second season as well. That's super exciting. Uh, got a lot of friends who work on the production team and work in the crew. And, you know, they employ a lot of Newfoundlanders. So, I mean, that's great to see. Um the the second season and of course their social media game is just just on point so make sure you do follow son of a critch um big congrats to mr alan doyle who just got nominated for a juno i seen that's really great always uh you know alan's one of those one of the hardest working newfoundlanders when it comes to the you, you know being a musician he's been around for years and obviously with the great big c stuff but it's really great to see uh, he's up for a juno nom for you know one of his uh you know his own records so that's really great um, the burger, ba- burger battle is back in St. John's. Oh my God, I'm stumbling all over my words this day. But um, the burger battle is back in St. John's, which is a great thing that happens here. I mean, I think there's about 28 or 29 maybe different restaurants that um, are are kind of involved in this and um they just all kind of put on a, a fancy burger for the month and you can go try them all out and but they're great some of them are great i think you can find it on the downtown st john's website so make sure you check that out get out support local get some burgers in you wanted to say a big happy birthday to my nephew landon turned 13 this week so happy birthday lando and oh here's the last thing before i get to my interview with rowan um i'm gonna throw i'm this is something new i'm gonna try i wanted to try this out this this week so I'm not going to put this on any of my um, any of my social media. There will be no posts about it. It's only for listeners. You have, so if you're a listener, you actually have a chance to, to enter. But I won't post anywhere on my social media. But, uh, you know, since this is sponsored by Lambs, I'm going to do another contest. And I'm going to put together a little Lambs package. Going to put some socks. Got some uh, a shirt, a flag, a hat. Um, and I got a bottle of Lamb Spice. 26 or of Lamb Spice. So I'll throw in into the... Into the uh, the swag bag and um all i want from you guys is just send me an email uh info at davewitty.com that's info at davewitty.com and let me know what your favorite lambs cocktail is um and i'll announce the winner on next episode so i'm um, just going to keep that between myself and you guys the listeners and i won't have that posted up on anywhere on social media so um i want to hear your favorite lambs cocktail however you like to drink lambs shoot it to me at an email and you get you get a bonus point if you give it a like your cocktail has a fancy name or something like that so and then i'll um i'll uh, i'll draw for a winner for the next episode so that's a pretty neat thing so make sure you do send in your entries for that that'll be a bit of fun we'll try to give that away um other than that guys that's about it for me for what's going on um yeah, so make sure you do stick around for a great interview with Rowan Sherlock. And I'd like to welcome Mr. Rowan Sherlock to the podcast. How's it going, man? Thanks for joining me today. Not bad, Dave. How are you? I am doing not too bad. I just made myself a little peach tea. I'm hoping I can actually have one sip of it before we finish this uh, this interview because I'd say it's going to burn the mouth off me, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, Mr. Rowan Sherlock is a trained classical violinist and pianist, having studied his craft in Waterford Institute of Technology Music School in Ireland for over 20 years. He then went to on to undertake a BA in music composition and classical violin performance, then followed by completing his MA in music composition. I mean, that's a lot going on right there already, right off the bat, my friend. Yeah, I, I like to keep busy. I always wanted to. Um, that was always my plan was to study in university and and do music. I've, I've kind of I knew that since I was a little kid. That's all I ever wanted to do. Um, and yeah, I followed up. I mean, there was a pretty good 
pretty good college close by to where I lived and with a really good music course. And a lot of the music lectures in the college were actually already my music teachers from when I was a kid. So it was just, it was such an obvious and easy transition for me. Yeah, that was something I kind of wanted to ask you about, especially like just starting off, like what was music like as a kid for you growing up? Did your family play music? Was it all in the house? I mean, or was it just around? Like, how did that, how did that kind of work? Well, they're, they're music lovers and everybody in my family is music lovers. They weren't, they're not overly musical themselves. I mean, my mom used to play a bit of piano as a kid and um, it was actually, she's quite a good singer. She might not think so herself, but she is a good <laughs> singer. I've heard her sing good. And the same with my dad. My dad's a, a music lover too. Um, not an active musician himself, but like most Irish people, when he's got a few drinks in him, he's a pretty good singer. <laughs> Yeah. No, that, no, no. I mean, that's that's kind of like. I mean, that's kind of similar to here. I mean, most kind of everybody either has like a little touch of somebody in a, in their family who plays a little bit of something, or or you know their their families were into big into music. Like, what kind of music were you into growing up yourself as a kid? Like, what kind of like uh, style of music? Growing up, like when I was when I was first started, I first started playing music when I was about six years old. So I was pretty young back then. So I didn't really have any style that I I liked. Whatever my parents had on at the house. It's what I listened to. My mom had a lot of classical music on at the time. Um, so I listened to a lot of classical music, but I also listened to a lot of um, Beatles and Simon Garfunkel and James Taylor and a lot of easygoing folk kind of stuff too. Mm -hmm. um, but she used to take me out to like different shows and concerts a lot. So I was kind of, I got to see a lot of cool things like jazz quartets and symphony orchestras and just kind of like, such a wide and wild mixture of everything. Um, then when I got a bit older, when I got into my teens, I got big into heavy metal and death metal and stuff like that. And actually, nice. I, I played guitar. I played lead guitar with a death metal band for about six years. Yeah, I see you're always like, like kind of trading instruments and stuff. You always got like a bunch of like heavy instruments with like distortion pedals and stuff like that. You're still kind of playing a bit of that stuff and kind of moving yeah. it around a bit. Yeah, I'm still into it. And I still listen a bit, like when I'm driving in and into work and stuff. And I got a couple of my own music students who are into their heavy metal and stuff. And it's nice for me to to get into that. I like anything that invokes any sort of emotion, right, whether, right. whether it's anger or sadness or as long as it's a strong emotion, I'm drawn to it. Um, mm -hmm. And that was my thing, you know, when you're an angsty teen listening to heavy metal that was my thing and it just like, it like what kind of bands were you listening to just can you name a couple of them um my would i be familiar at the time sepultura oh yeah like, yeah i was big into sepultura um lamb of god oh nice uh, like real heavy shit like super heavy oh, yeah i love oh, it yeah oh yeah i wasn't fucking around with <laughs> <laughs> um, and like a lot of those bands i still listen to now like my favorite band is opeth yeah the, yeah Swedish death metal band and it's just yeah. I was lucky to see them I saw them perform in uh, the, the Royal Albert, Albert Hall in London and it was just like one of the most phenomenal shows I've seen and I still listen to it I still love that kind of stuff but I mean like metal especially like heavy metal like some of that stuff I mean it's so technical I mean it probably falls in quite in a relation with kind of classical music in a way I mean there are a lot of those they're very similar in in the writing structures just with different tones essentially 100% and most of those musicians you can even tell by the stuff, the notes that they're picking, the patterns they're picking, that they're more than likely they've had some sort of classical training at some stage in their lives, you know? Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. So, I mean, you mentioned your mom kind of having you out and, and, and seeing all kinds of different music. Is that something that probably led you to deciding to, to, to work in music permanently and, and, and pursue it in college? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, she she had us involved in some sort of musical thing all the time, like myself and my sister since we were growing up. Um, yeah, and her love for it kind of shone through us as well. You know, she'd have us either listening to it or or playing it or going to see shows. And we were kind of lucky where we grew up as well. There was music is such a huge thing. And being part of Europe as well, you get to see a lot of these eclectic types of musics come in. Um, and it was just, it was easily accessible as well. Just go down to some of the theatres and see these things. Um and I always wanted, I was watching these musicians as a kid growing up saying, I, I want to be able to do that. And like, I want to be able to portray emotions and how I feel through music, just like they are. And that, that's kind of what drove me to want to do it.
So like when you were, when you were thinking of pursuing this, like what kind of like job opportunities and stuff like that, were you thinking of that, that would be present? I mean, once you finished school, like, was it, was it live concerts? Is it, is it studio? Like how, how does that thought process kind of work when you were thinking about attending college originally? You know what? I, I've really never looked at the long-term game properly. I, I knew that I wanted to be involved with music some way, and I really didn't care how it was going to come about, whether it was going to be teaching it, or if I wanted to lecture in college, or if I wanted to just be a full-time live musician. I mean, performing live has always been my my number one love, and it's it, it always will be. Um, but it's hard. It's hard to, you know yourself, it's hard to make a full-time thing of that yeah especially this day and age i mean it's probably even harder now than it ever was i mean you have to have so many different kind of side hustles and side gigs the way i always looked at that stuff that stuff though is if i can keep those things music related i I feel like it's still kind of all in the one world you know yeah that's that's exactly the thing like once you're it's it's near impossible unless you really make the big time to just be a full-time gigging musician um but if you're doing that with a little bit of recording on the side, doing some session work for people or filling in for other bands or doing things like that or doing a little bit of teaching on the side, as long as it's all musical, then you're still always involved in, and you're always learning as well, which is the main thing, um, which is kind of where I fell in love with teaching. I've always, I've always loved teaching and the experience of somebody learning something that you've imparted is the most amazing feeling. Um, and what you also find is from teaching, once you start teaching more, it kind of forces you into learning more yourself because somebody might ask something, you're like, you know what, I don't really know that. And you'll go and research and then you in in part are also becoming a better musician just by teaching it, right? That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a great that's a great way to look at it. I, I never never quite thought of that. You, you nailed it though. That's that's the truth. So so okay, so you know, you finished college and, and you're 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 gigging around. I mean, you were working with a few bands. I I, I know that. You were doing yeah. some orchestra and symphony stuff, I, I believe, as well, right? And and then what happened? How did you end up across the, the pond this way? Like what happened there? Um, so I was in, I was in, was I in university at the time? No, actually, I finished university and I've gone off and done a couple of other jobs for a couple of years. <laughs> Wait, and, oh, hold on. Yeah. Were you a policeman? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was. That was where my life took a, <laughs> took a strange turn. I, that was something I'd also had a kind of a second interest in. When like, I was, am I right in saying a guard? Yeah, I was a guard. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was that was something I'd always had an interest in as well when I was growing up as a kid. And when I was in university studying music, I took up a job, a volunteer job as part of the um, the Garda Reserves. So basically, I was a reserve police officer while I was in university. So where you kind of go into the station, you do volunteer hours working alongside the police and like you still have to go to police college and do training to even do that. Um, and I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it very much, actually. And I, I did a lot of the night shifts and stuff with the with my local, the cops, my local city, um, whenever I could. And then there was a strange thing in Ireland where there was an embargo on the police being employed, I think for about 11 or 12 years when there was no new police employed. Um, and then all of a sudden they lift the embargo. And I was like, okay, well, here's my chance to actually apply for it. And I did, and I got in. And I did that for a couple of years um, and I fell out of <laughs> what a tick on the resume. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was pretty cool. Like, cause I was, I was actually working as a music teacher first and then that popped up and I said, well, here's an opportunity I can't really pass up. Mm-hmm. And I did it and I enjoyed it for the most part. I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. And I don't know, it, it started to change me as a person into a person that I didn't want to be. Um, I can imagine, yeah, I would, I would believe that. Because you see a lot of stuff and there's a lot of, it's obviously, it's a very negative job all the time. I mean, people aren't calling the police for any good reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just wasn't in, it wasn't in my personality because I'm generally a very like happy-go-lucky person. It takes a lot to kind of upset or, or piss me off even. Um, 
And one day I said, you know what? I don't really like the person I'm becoming. And this probably isn't really for me. And I, I couldn't see myself doing it for another 27, 28 years. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go back to music again. That's my real love. And I did. And I'm, I'm glad that I did. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so I left that job. I went back to being a music teacher again. A couple of the schools that I was teaching in were happy to take me back again teaching. And there was a band on the go at the time in the Southeast Farm called Newfoundland. Um, and they, they were very well respected in Ireland as well as um, in Europe and we're doing a lot of gigging a lot of traveling through throughout Europe with their with their band and everybody knew them um, one of the guys in the band his father is my godfather so that's kind of how I knew them so I, I knew them very much and I've gone to see them a bunch of times um, and he reached out to me one day and he said hey we're actually looking for um, a new instrumentalist we're looking for a fiddle player if you have any interest in like jamming with us someday and seeing I was like yeah cool I'd, I'd be honored to meet up with you guys and I did and, and it clicked it clicked very well so from then on in it was like okay here's the thing it's full-on rehearsals now and we've got these shows we're doing shows in Norway and Germany and Wales and everywhere I was like cool and it was it was the best thing ever so Obviously, if you're going to have a band called Newfoundland, you're going to have to come to Newfoundland. Where, where did the name, like, what, what was the reasoning behind the name Newfoundland? The boys who started the band wanted something with a historical link from our city of Waterford in Ireland. Right. And with, like, the tens of thousands of people from Waterford who left to Newfoundland um, for fishing and for, well, mainly fishing, um, they figured, well, it'd be a nice little kind of a throwback, kind of a, a nod to you oh, know, yeah. Yeah. another part of the world. And there was no other reason behind it than that. And they, they liked the actual, the word Newfoundland mm-hmm. and just to have that little nod. And the plan was never really to come to Newfoundland. That, was, that wasn't part of it. Um, I mean, if that was the plan, they would have named it something a little bit more exotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? no doubt. <laughs> let's name the band Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, let's name this band Fiji. So, like, we just plan Perfect. on going to Fiji, yeah. Perfect. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so the band picked up a bit of popularity over here and eventually got asked, well, do you, do you guys want to come over here and do, like, a little mini tour and stuff? Because there's a bunch of people over here that want to meet you and stuff. So... We did that. And with that, we came over here on the first day of that tour. We were driving around and I was like, I could just see it myself. I was looking around the city. I was like, I could see myself living here. Like, this looks like my kind of place. And while we're on tour, I met a woman while we're on tour. And that the was age all. old story. The age old story. So <laughs> met a girl and fell in love and all that kind of stuff um kept in touch with her and moved back to ireland obviously after the after the tour the tour finished very successful tour it was great i think we did like 12 shows in 10 i was at, i was at one of them i was at one of them oh nice yeah i was at o'reilly's the night uh one he played o'reilly's one of the nights i was there but it was that yeah was, it was a laugh yeah that was the last yeah that was the last night of the uh of the tour that was the yeah. night the uh, of the my fiddle being stolen that night. Yes, I was going to ask you about that as well, but keep going first before we <laughs> yeah. get into the fiddle, yeah. So we went back to Ireland. I applied for a work visa for Newfoundland, and I got approved much quicker than I expected because I used to be a police officer. No way, man. Yeah, so basically when you apply, they look at your previous employers. Sure. Because I had a government job, and it was a police officer. They obviously kind of fast-tracked and were like, yeah, sure. Wow, it actually worked out so much better. Like, you know, what a what a hook. Like, I applied for a visa on a Friday. The next, the following Thursday, I had the visa. Like, it was that fast. It was six days later and I had it. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And I think it was about six or seven weeks then after that, I moved over here. And that was it. So I moved over here. Um, the relationship that I moved over for, unfortunately, didn't it didn't pan out the way I'd hoped. Um, there's no bad blood or anything like that. It just didn't work out in the end. Yeah, it happens. I mean, that's that's the name of the game. I'm, I mean, that's, right. that's how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Unavoidable, unfortunately. Um, but I landed myself a nice teaching job here. 
and eventually did meet somebody else here. Um, and then, yeah, and that's here. So I'm now a permanent resident of Canada. I'm married. I have a house and I have a child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, yeah. I, did, I did want to ask you about the fiddle. I mean, I remember seeing that around going around on, on the news and on social media that the guy from Newfoundland had got his violin stolen. And I was like, it was like a big story here. I mean, it was a huge story here for, for a number of weeks that was going around. What, yeah. what, what happened there? So what happened is with the last night of the tour, we had, so we were going to play O'Reilly's that night and a buddy of mine, Evan O'Coin, who had um, him and his then girlfriend at the time had actually supported us for the tour. That they had a little duet on the go, and they had a house downtown, off just off Carew Street, down by Bannerman. And they said, "You can just pop into our house just before the gig and come in, grab a shower, and change your clothes and all that kind of stuff, and just have a cup of tea, and then we'll go on down to the gig." So we did. We had a, a rental car at the time. And we put, pulled up outside and we parked up. We all went in. We were probably inside for about 20 minutes, half hour tops. And we didn't think to take any of the gear in, in out of the car because we hadn't, you know, it just didn't cross our mind. We're only going in for a few minutes. Uh, we came back out and we had the, uh, the windows were all beat out of the side of the car. And we had the violin was stolen. Um, one of the boys had his guitar stolen. And one of the girls had all of her camera equipment and stuff stolen as well. Yeah, like this was before the gig, right? Literally probably about 45 minutes before the gig. Oh, my God, man. So it was a whole thing. Um, and for me, it was a big deal because of the violin. It wasn't just any old violin. It was an, an old violin. It was an old I think it was made in 1902 or something. And it was this old, like one of a kind French violins. And it was, it was a pricey instrument. And it meant a lot to me because that violin had got me through all the university. Um, it brought me across all the world. Of new of course, your workhorse. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So it was an extremely sentimental thing to me. Um, so I ended up staying in Newfoundland for a few days extra after the boys. The rest of the band went home the next day after the gig, and I stayed on for a couple of days because the uh, the RNC were investigating and stuff. Um, nothing ever came, but... Never never got retrieved? Never got retrieved. And it's funny, to this day, I kind of kicked myself a little bit for maybe publicizing it the way we did. Right, because it probably got trashed then because of that or something. You see that, and that's what I'm thinking that because somebody got was, scared of it, maybe scared of getting caught and just chucked it in a dumpster or something, and, right. or, or something like that. Maybe that's what I'm thinking was because it kind of became too hot property. You know, everybody knew about it. They could, it's not as if they could have traded in somewhere or sold it. Exactly. As soon as somebody would look at it, they'd recognize it or know the name of it or something. But I haven't completely lost hope. You just, you just, who knows? Never... Hopefully, somebody just like maybe chucked it in their basement or who knows or something. And one of these days yeah. it'll just appear again. That's what I'm thinking. Like, and you know what, in all honesty, I check marketplace and Kijiji and Eleanor classifieds every single day. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet. Yeah. And this is one of these days it might pop up. That would be so amazing. You never know. And you hear if that happens. So what I mean, happen. like some person could easily like, and especially now where it's been such a while could easily just, not even know. I mean, they could have been in some kid's basement. You know what I mean? And and the mother yeah. could take that and say, geez, you know, sell that for 50 bucks online. I mean, that's probably just been there for a hundred years collecting dust. Who knows? Like, so yeah, yeah you're right. You gotta keep gotta keep optimistic about it for sure. Oh, geez, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's crazy, man. Hopefully that uh that that comes around. Okay, so yeah. that all happens, and then you you so you you eventually make the full-time move back over and 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 how yeah. does how does the gigging and stuff start up for you over here i mean who did you start playing with and how did you kind of get get moving because i know right now you're you're busy i mean you're playing with all all different hands you're doing studio work i mean obviously you're teaching you're a dad i mean you got a full-time schedule in front of you so you know how yeah. did that all kind of start once you first finally made the the transition over um so it was i wouldn't say it was easy but it was probably easier than it would have been for anybody else moving here because a lot of people kind of knew of me before I moved over because of touring with Newfoundland, the band, and especially because the whole violin saga. Oh, right. Yeah. 
right? So coming over here, people knew me. And when I moved over and made it official that I was moving over and announced it, then a couple of the radio stations had picked up on that. So the media kind of spread my name around a little bit. Um, and just through that, and through social media, really, you know, local musicians started adding me as a friend on Facebook and reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to get together for a jam? Or we're doing a gig down here, wherever on George Street. Do you want to hop up and just jam with us and whatever? And just through that, um, I, always, I always thought it's the most amazing thing. If you want to, if you want to really immerse yourself into, you know, a, a local community, music is the way to do it. Because it kind of forces you into becoming friends with so many people straight away, just yeah. from go, going to sessions, going to gigs, going to little things. Um, you're forced into it. And all of a sudden you've got this circle of, you know, 100 plus friends. Um, and then through that, I kind of started to uh, sound, I don't know, this, this sounds kind of big headed or something but you kind of start to like pick and choose the musicians that you like and you want to work with yeah i wouldn't consider that big headed i'd consider that i mean you as a professional i mean maybe if you were 16 or 7 18 years old coming over with with no chops but i mean as a professional who has worked and toured with people i think that's understandable in my opinion yeah yeah i suppose so i mean and you you also kind of learn who you gel with as a musician because exactly you can play with somebody who's one of the best musicians in Canada, but it it might not work together, mm -hmm. right? And that's not to say that one's a better musician than the other. You've just got to have that connection, mm -hmm. right? And after a while, you start to learn, well, I've really enjoyed gigging with this person, so let's do that again. Or that person has got a really good work ethic. I like that. Or that person is a fantastic <laughs> musician, but... They're just, you know, they're a little bit off the rails and I don't want to be a part of that scene. Right. So let's, let's avoid that kind of a thing. <laughs> That's kind and of it, nice to be able to come into that, to kind of land is. here. I mean, and kind of, I mean, especially as, as, as a fiddle slash violin player, I mean, somebody who does something a little, you know, you're not playing guitar and singing. I mean, that's all, I don't right. mean any disrespect. That's me. I am that guy. But I mean, you have a niche thing that you can provide for people in the sense that and something that's so sought after here in that in that sense right yeah and that's also the thing that's what i'm very lucky about as well because as you said if i came over here as just a singer guitarist maybe i might not have done as well because i mean we're lucky in newfoundland that we're rich in the talent of guitarists singers mm -hmm. right i mean there's diamond dozen and they're all brilliant right um there's not as many just dedicated instrumentalists as such. So you do tend to get a little bit more work that way um, because people will always want like a, a lead player or might want to book you for a wedding or a private event or even just some session work and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I would imagine you, you were probably given quite an opportunity for, for different opportunities and, and different gigs and, and different people kind of approaching it, which is, I mean, it's great to see. I mean, so, so what has been keeping you going, you know, as of late, I know you got a busy schedule. I've seen, seen some of your recent posts. I know St. Patrick's day, which I wanted to ask you about in, in general, anyway, St. Patrick's yeah. day and definitely St. Patrick's day in Ireland and St. Pat St. Patrick's year in, 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 uh, in St. John's like, but I know you do have some gigs. So let's talk about some of the gigs that are coming up and let's talk about a little bit about St. Patrick's days. For sure. Um, so St. Patrick's Day, St. Patrick's Day seems to be a bit of a bigger thing in Newfoundland than it actually is in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, I believe yeah. that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in Ireland, it's like the day, the day itself is a big event, but there's generally, there's usually not like a week leading up to it. And a week. <laughs> but I'm not complaining because it, it gets me lots of gigs. So it's great. Um, As a musician, it's really, really like it's, I mean, it's the best time of the year for gigging. If, you're, if you can play in that scene and you can get some work, I mean, you can literally work pretty much, especially if the day falls on the right right day of the week, because yeah. you, get, you end up getting, a lot of times you end up getting both weekends and then you end up right. getting gigs Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There's music all day. Right. And that's actually, that's kind of what's happened this year. It's, it's a weird day of the year this year being on a Thursday. Yeah. But for musicians, as you said that's been awesome because the weekend before and the weekend after you got exactly weekend. um so 
my my main band now is Rugged Shores. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they're kind of an offshoot of an older band called Shiakana, mm-hmm. who go here for years, and a couple of boys from that now kind of spread out to this band for so Rugged Shores. Um, so that's I started with them on St. Patrick's Day three years ago when they they asked me to get up on stage with them at Shamrock City and jam. It wasn't a paid gig. They said you want to hop up, and I said sure. Yeah. Because my buddy, buddy I mentioned earlier, Evan O'Coin plays with them. Yeah. I said, yeah. And it was a great time and it gelled very well. And the boys were all very nice and very professional about the whole thing. So we're booked out solid now for St. Patrick's week this year. We've got uh, <laughs> pretty much pretty much every night of that week, we're going to be down in uh, O'Reilly's on George Street. Okay. Um, and then we've got a couple of out-of-town gigs out in Jigs and Reels in Greens Harbor. And we're doing... Oh, one Greens day. Harbor. Nice. That's where my cabin is. I love Greens Harbor. Oh, yeah, Very Jason nice. Reels is actually a great place. Uh, have you been there before? I actually played out there with Jordan Harnham a couple of times. Recently or? or no, go a couple of years ago. Yeah, because I think I, I could be wrong. I hope I'm not wrong in saying this, but I believe there's new owners out there now. There not is- that the old owners were bad by any means, but see what kind of happened and what I've seen from Jigs and Reels is that when we actually bought the cabin out in Greens Harbor, it was just before COVID. So we never really got to see when it was rocking and then COVID happened for two years. So they weren't like really booking bands. It was kind of turned more into a restaurant. But what I've heard is that when that place gets going, it's a real, real great spot to be in. And it's, it's a wicked location. The inside of it is beautiful. Outside is beautiful there. And it is that, that whole back area. Oh uh, man. It's yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Stunning. It's absolutely stunning. Um, so yeah, we got it. And what we're really blessed with is all of the gigs are full band gigs. Oh, yeah, that is so nice. Yeah, makes so a big difference. Full five-piece with drums, bass, everything. So that's awesome. So, yeah, we're down at, we're down at Riley's most nights. And then Paddy's Day weekend, so the 17th and 18th, we're down at Riley's and we're doing trade-off sets with the Drina Harvey Band. Okay, nice. Right on. They're coming in the first night. Uh, we're ending the night. And then the second night, they're ending it. Okay, cool. Um, so that's going to be it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun because it's it's landing a few days after all the mandates going to be lifted as well. Yeah, that's going to make it very interesting. I'm very curious to see how all this is going to unfold. I mean, yeah. it's been a long time coming, no doubt. I mean, there's still definitely rolling. I mean, you know it. I mean, you're in the middle of it too. You see it. There's it's still like an interesting time here, COVID wise, because there's still a lot of cases happening and and stuff like that. I mean. Yeah, you know, it's 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 an interesting topic in itself. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, you know, the mandates are being lifted March 14th. So it's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, it, it's definitely going to be interesting. And, and you're, you're, you're right in what you're saying, um, because it's kind of like because the, because the mandates are are because the mandates are being lifted. I, I'm feeling people are being a bit slack about the whole thing now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. It's kind of like they've just forgotten about it um, i know but i'll tell you what from from teaching because i'm teaching five days a week now i'd say probably 30 percent of my students in the past two weeks have been out sick with covid mm-hmm. that's a lot mm-hmm. that's a lot going on and i'm trying to be very careful and cautious myself because i've got a 14 uh, month old baby at home mm-hmm. and I don't want to be the one who's responsible for her being sick. No. And I mean, that's completely understandable. So, so it makes it for a very interesting time, especially right before Patty's day. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's equally as weird for us because I mean, I, I need to gig. I want to be working. I need, I need, I need to get back to gigging and especially St. Patrick's day is such a, a lucrative and, and it's a fun time too. Don't get me wrong for playing. Oh. I mean, it's crazy fun week for seven or eight days of playing music, but it's also really good financially too. Right. It is. No, no, for sure. It's, it's definitely a good payday. Um, but I'm, I'm going to try and be sensible about it this time around. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> somewhat sensible, I suppose. I, I'll, I'll pick at least one night to, to get a bit silly. That's the way to do it. You got to pick one night and then the rest of yeah. them just, you know, relax, have a couple and try to in and yeah. out kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to sometimes just treat it as... It, you know, it's a job. No, 90% of the time you do. I mean, I think that's what makes the big difference between some people and others, in my opinion. Yeah. You can treat it that way. You can make a decent living, especially here in St. John's. I mean, I kind of wanted to ask you about that. Like, what did you, what did you think about the music scene and itself when you first came over? Like, what were your, 
I mean, you must, music is huge here. I mean, you can gig almost every single night if, if you're willing and especially, yeah. you know, six months of the year, probably the other six are a little tougher, but for six months of the year, you can be gigging almost every night if you wanted to be. Oh yeah. Jeez, definitely. Um, I find it's actually, it's a very different music scene here to back home in Ireland. Um, there's, there seems to be like contemporary music, modern, like modern contemporary music is, is quite big back home. Um, I don't see it as much here. Um, but the folk side of things here is huge. Um, folk music and traditional music here seems nearly bigger than it does back home in Ireland. <laughs> Which is strange, but yeah, there are there are similarities, but there are also differences. Um, yeah, I bet. I also find the original music scene back home gets a little bit more support. Okay financially and like through grants and stuff like that um than it does here um but there's also a bigger maybe there's a bigger want for it back home than there is here Mm -hmm. um i don't know it's it's strange because some days it's the exact same thing and some (laughs) days it's not you know um but yeah i don't know it's fun it's all fun yeah no doubt i want to ask you uh something What's up with this package from like Russia? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so excited. So I, I didn't really want to talk about it the past while because of things that are going on with Russia. And oh, right. Yeah. Jeez, I, I just clicked into that. Yeah. So I've been like, oh, it's, it's weird. Even say, but anyway, so there's a, a guitar company in Russia called Kanoni Keen or Kanani Keen. They're kind of like a relatively unheard of guitar company but they make these most beautiful looking electric guitars. Um, But the company had reached out to me well before COVID um, with an offer to endorse me. And I was like, you know what? That sounds like a bit of fun. They're going to send me some free stuff um, with a trade-off of I would promote their stuff. And I said, sure. And then it didn't happen because COVID happened. And anyway, the owner of the company reached out to me just the end of last year and said like just by looking at social media you look like one of the few people who's actually still gigging pretty regularly um if you're still interested we'd love to send you a guitar and i said yeah i'm not gonna, <laughs> send I'm it not, over yeah send it over i'm not gonna say no to a free guitar so they said <laughs> go onto our website pick any guitar you want and we'll send it over i said cool um i could have obviously picked the most expensive one but i actually didn't really like the most expensive one <laughs> I picked one that I like the look of and I like the setup of and stuff. So they said, cool, uh, pick that out. And they sent it over. So that was on 20th December is when it was released from Russia, according to my <laughs> many apps. I've got so many apps on my phone for tracking packages now. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> um, so yeah, they've sent it over. And just there's been radio silence now for the past like month or month and a half. And I contacted the company. I said, it's probably not the greatest time to be reaching out to you about my guitar while there's my like free guitar. My free guitar. While there's a lot more serious shit happening in the world. But also, where's my free shit? Yeah, but like I, I see you posting like all the time. Has it moved? Has it has it been out of Russia at all? Like I don't know. That's the thing. So it said it the tracking apps just said, and they said, Well, it looks like it's still moving. And oh, okay, right. So they said, we can see it from our end that it is moving, but it has to, it has to go through Eastern Europe and Western Europe before coming to here. I also <laughs> love that picture. <laughs> the picture you posted, the Amazon guy takes the picture of you to sell your package was there and you're in it. Uh, that was the most amazing. Like, oh man, I was going down through some of your social media today and I was just dying at that one too. <laughs> you're just you're just smiling at it. It's like thanks for letting me know that my package is here. I'm in the picture. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was the best. But yeah, I got, a, got an update today, and apparently my guitar is now in Montreal. Oh, okay. Well, it still has to hit the app first, so <laughs> no, it'll be a while yet. Yeah, but at least I know it's in the right country now. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Uh, that's oh. awesome. All right. Listen, man, I do a fun thing that I've been doing this season. We do a bunch of rapid fire questions. They're all just meant for a laugh. You don't have to think too much about them. I mean, you can give an answer. It doesn't have to be like 
one word and next question, but they're just made for a laugh and they're all just a bit foolishness and all kinds of different stuff. And if you, I kind of threw some random things together. And if it's something that you, you don't know, or you're not into just, we can just skip it or same next or whatever, but there's like eight or nine questions here for a laugh. All right. Over. What is the first album you bought with your own money? Um, it was Radiohead the Bend. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, second question. Who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Uh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Nice. I didn't know if you were going to, I didn't know if you knew like the American wrestling at all. Like, is, was that a thing? Like, did you follow that? Like growing up? Uh, my friends followed it way more than I did, but it was, it was huge in Ireland. Okay. Nice. Okay. Um, if you had to choose between one or the other for the rest of your life, you have to throw one in the garbage and never have it again or keep one. Uh, would you choose ketchup or mustard? Oh, shit. Oh, that's hard. Uh, I would keep, I'd keep ketchup. Keep ketchup, throw mustard. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be the opposite. I love mustard. I'm a huge mustard I, guy. You too. That's, yeah. that's, hard. that's like, like 60, 40. For yeah. Ketchup. Yeah, 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 I feel yeah. Um, what's been your favorite place to visit on the island? Uh, that's could be a landmark or a town. Could be anything. Pub. Uh, oh, oh, oh! I got a pub. Linda's. Oh, Linda's is the best, man. Oh my god! It's just like it just reminds me of home, and it's oh yeah she's so awesome too i mean you go in and you're just like you can see up into her living room she's just like up there hanging out on her couch <laughs> she's the best linda's would be my favorite place and my favorite town is twillingate oh yeah twillingate's amazing too man i love twillingate and bonavista are, are two special places for me i love both those places yeah um all right you ready for next question pepsi coke. or coke coke does pineapple belong on pizza yes Yes, it fucking does. Yeah, I'm fucking with you there, man. Right on. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, okay. What would you consider a Newfoundland delicacy? <laughs> what would I consider a Newfoundland delicacy? Uh, um, uh, I would say... Uh, that's hard one because I like uh, I, I just ate a tin of Vienna sausages before you called <laughs> okay nice <laughs> Let, let's say Vienna sausages <laughs> a can of Andors that's what we used to call them growing up Andors? yeah because the ingredients on the side said it was like chicken and or pork and or sausage and or oh beef. that's great <laughs> a can of Andors yeah um, okay do you know, are you familiar with like gambling, like over under? Yeah. Okay. So over under, I'm going to set the number at 9.5. So nine is under 10 being over, right? Okay. For the amount of times you will play or you will have to perform dirty old town over Patty's week. Uh, over. Over 10. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'd... yeah well, I'd, I'd, I'd probably go over on that too. Definitely. Um, okay, I got two more questions for you, okay? Okay. Um, what is something that you found weird when you moved to Newfoundland? Oh. Oh, I'll tell you one. And this is one people won't think of. The fact that you have to park on the street the same way that you're driving. Do you know what I mean? If you're going right. to park the right side of the road... You, gotta, you, have to, you have to turn around and come back up the road. Yeah. Whereas, but can you do that even on a two-way? Is you that what you park, mean? Park whatever fucking way you want back home. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, you can cross over the road and park. Right, basically. okay. But yeah, you, yeah. The other here, you got to park, like, with traffic. Yes, exactly, yeah. And that was one of the, one of the first things that was pointed out to us when we came here on tour, because we got in our tour van, and we just, like, was we were driving down the road and saw there was a space on the other side of the road, so we just drove like drifted over and parked in it. <laughs> People were like, That's illegal to do that. I was like, <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's awesome. I love that one. That's great. Yeah. All right. And for the final question for the uh for the rapid fire uh segment here, yeah. Um, have you ever tried playing ice hockey? 
No, I haven't. I'll have to. We'll have to get you a pair of skates and get you out on the ice sometime. Would you give I it would, a shot? I would absolutely love to. I've actually, I've got a pair of skates. Okay. I've done that much. I got, I got a secondhand set of gear. We can get you out sometime. We can rent the I ice would, and get out for a skate. That'll be a bit of fun. I bet, I, we get a, I bet you we get a bunch of musicians together to get out for a little little uh, Sunday Sunday skate or something. That'd be a bit of fun. That'd be wicked. As one yeah. of those kind of that I like, I watch a little bit of it, and I'm thinking, I, I feel I I feel like I'd be okay at it. Right? Yeah. Can you skate? Yeah. Like you have you have skates? So you do you skate? Yeah, I, I can skate. You hit the yes. loop or something like that. Nice. Awesome, man. Well, listen, yeah. Rowan, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this with me today, man. It's really great catching up with you. Um, let everybody know where they can find you and where they can find your band online. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if you look up Rugged Shores on Facebook or if you look up ruggedshores.net, uh, we're there too, or Rugged Shores 1 on Instagram. Uh, we got all our stuff there, gigs. Or you can look me up. You can add me as a friend i could always do with more friends um and we've got all of our gigs and our posters and stuff up there too hey awesome man well thanks again really appreciate it and uh look forward to seeing you over the saint patrick's day week we'll catch up with you soon awesome thanks for having me dave all right cheers man Bye. Huge thanks to Mr. Rowan Sherlock for coming on there. What a chat with him and uh, great catching up. Make sure you do check out Rowan and his band, uh, Rugged Shores, doing a bunch of gigs around St. Patrick's Day. Um, that about does it for me, guys. Thanks so much. Everybody's been tuning in. Uh, big shout out to Lamb's Rum. Make sure you do send out your uh, your Lamb's cocktail special to me. Uh, info at Dave Witty, and we'll put together a little package and uh, we'll try to get some sent out. Um, that about does it for me, guys. From downtown St. John's, Newfoundland, I'm Dave Witty. Peace.